Hey, uh, welcome to Sideshow. This is a Resident Evil special edition of uh, Sideshow. Uh, I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. And on the line, we have from the Ted Tosinski bunker in Montana, our friend Chris. Say hello to the fine people, Chris. Hello, everyone. So... I've been a um, well. First of all, Chris and I have worked together for way too long to even put it out there. And my first, my first question to Chris is: Chris, do you take responsibility for me being an awful father, having been out of gaming for ten plus years before you suck me back into this wormhole? <laughs> uh, I take no responsibility whatsoever. And for the, anything you do, and the God's honest truth is. I was a gamer way early on, and by early on, I mean the first versions of Atari, because that's how old I am. But I had completely got it out of my system before Chris and I started working you know, projects together, and then even years after working together, knowing that Chris's life was the gamer of gamer. I, 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 truly, the apocalypse could be going on outside his apartment. He would have no idea, because uh, I don't think he had cable or even rabbit ears on his TV. He just played games when not you know, working. And, you know, I, I've told this story before how I had to get a Blu-ray player because we were doing some projects together. And when I went over to, for a work thing, to pick up a disc from Chris's place, he was playing uh, Arkham Asylum, which at that point I had never seen a game that looked like that. You know, I remember Chris said, oh, well, well why don't you try it? And he gave me the controller. And honestly, it was like watching Monkey Shoes Tools for the first time. Yeah, I, 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 I've seen many monkeys use tools, and you know they looked a little uh, a little bit slicker than you did on that. I, I mean, because okay. I'm a joystick firing one button kind of guy, and but I, you know, I was like, yeah, this is just too complicated. You know, I, I enjoyed watching Chris play because it was like seamless, like it was watching a movie, and it was a great story and all this stuff. A couple months later, I had to buy a Blu-ray player. Turned out the PS3 was the best one. You know, I bought two of them. It came with a free disc. I got Arkham Asylum. Uh, my little guy was about three, three and a half, and I can honestly say I was a much better parent before Chris dragged <laughs> me back into this world of gaming, which I've never, uh, I've never been relinquished from. So thanks for that. Um, but so this this episode is all about Resident Evil and what Batman is to me, what Weird Al is to Joe, Resident Evil is to Chris. So Chris, just dive right in and tell us, you know, how you got sucked into Resident Evil. Well, I was at my cousin's house um, back in 96, 97, down in L.A. And, you know, he's the one who originally got me into gaming. Uh, and he had a PlayStation 1 hooked up, and he borrowed Resident Evil from his friend, and he was like, you should try this one. I'm like, all right, well, you know, turned it on and was watching this, uh, you know, full-motion <laughs> video, live-action full-motion video of all the characters, and they're running from these demon dogs. I was like, what the hell is this? Started playing it, and the main character, his name was Chris. I was like, all right, well, I'll pick him then. And Redfield, know, Redfield's, a main, Redfield's a main character in Resident Evil 1? Yes, okay. him and Jill Valentine are the two primary protagonists. Um, and so I selected Chris, and we, I was playing it and got the bejesus scared right out of me. Uh, there's this uh, hallway in the beginning of the game that you go down. You're fine the first time you go through. The moment you backtrack, though, these dogs jump through the window. You turn that corner, and more dogs jump through the window. It's just... it's. <laughs> are they dogs or are they zombie dogs? 
they're the zombie dogs. So when you're, uh, you know, when you're eight years old playing this game by yourself in this, in this strange apartment, it uh, doesn't number on your psych. And I was hooked onto it ever since. That was your first game? That was my first Resident Evil game. My first, very first game, I started playing games when I was two years old. The Atari 2600 Pac-Man. Yeah, we don't know anything about that. But yeah. uh, what I do know, what little I do know about the Resident <laughs> Evil uh, franchise is that the original Resident Evil game, and I think maybe the second one, and maybe up, up through until the fourth one, uh, the controls were vastly different than what we know now. We had um, tank controls with the Resident uh-huh. Evil one, right? So where you would... It's a, it was very like not intuitive to like a first-person shooter is now where you know you push up to move forward, whereas here is you would um, and then if you wanted to turn right you would just you know move the stick left or right, whereas here you, if you wanted to move the character down the hall, you would you know you push up to move forward and then if you wanted to turn right you would have to push right to turn the character like to pivot right and then push up again to move in that new direction. So it was a, it was a little kind of chunky to move uh, a character in the original Resident Evil games, whereas now you just sort of like you know move 360 degrees and it's a lot more fluid. And it, it actually added to the tension because you know you're you're working with these controls that are not you know very responsive and you know they're not as intuitive as the more modern games. But it sort of added to the heightened sense of urgency. And and the scary experience. Did they did they rate games yes. back then? Were games rated M and, and E and stuff like that? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I think yes, they were. By the PlayStation era, they had been rating games. Yeah, uh, because uh, the first rated game was Mortal Kombat, I believe, the first one in '92. Right. That's when. The, that's actually uh, what. Yeah. It, that's what spearheaded the whole uh, ESRB and rating games because of the violence in video games. So when by the time Resident Evil came around, I think RE One came out in '97. Six ninety six, yeah, and it was yeah. and, it, and it was a PlayStation One. I think I think it was. A, I yeah. don't know if it was a PlayStation One exclusive. Uh, it was PlayStation One exclusive because that was the only thing that could store all the information. The disc format was seven hundred megabytes, whereas the cartridge uh, was a Nintendo sixty four cartridge was sixty four megabytes at max capacity. Right. Um, at the time when Resident Evil uh, first came out, I think the cartridges then were. 16 megabytes and they eventually expanded it to 64 megabytes and it they were able to put Resident Evil 2 on Nintendo 64 later on in the console's life. Right. So so tell me um how game well so you're 8 so you wouldn't have had a history of gaming really before then. You you played games obviously before. How game changing was Resident Evil? Uh well it, it was game changing for me because it was a lot of horror aspect and I was into horror movies as a kid and changed everything for me because that no no game before that had come out with a horror theme that was like resident evil it's also a puzzle game like there are countless puzzles in the first uh resident evil and lots of backtracking and you're you know isolated to one environment where i was playing like you know other games like uh you know like say the legend of zelda for example where you have different environments you go to different castle you know different sections of the map and yada 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 this thing's all closed <coughs> It takes place in this, you know, quote unquote haunted mansion, uh, and it was, for me, it was, uh, you know, a changing point from for my life and, you know, my love for horror. But and all, in, everything horror. Industry standards. Were, was there anything comparable before this, or was this uh, like did this did this kind of turn the industry into a new direction? Uh, it 
it coined the phrase um, uh, survival horror. There was t- at least two games before that kind of uh, influenced Resident Evil, and it was Alone in the Dark and one called Sweet Home. Sweet Home was an NES or Famicom one, wasn't it? I believe it was. Yeah, that was a Japan. Uh, and it was home. also developed by Capcom. Right. So yeah, this is sort of that was sort of the spiritual successor or Resident Evil, maybe the spiritual sequel to Sweet Home. And yes. Then, uh, now your Resident Evil was oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say you're eight. You're at your cousin's house, but but you lived you know four hours away. How often did you get yes. to play, or or did you get home and beg your dad to get you you know a, a, a PlayStation, and did they let you play, or was that just weekends visiting your cousins for a while? Uh. I was just at my cousin's uh, for like overnight. My parents wanted to go visit him down in L.A. Uh, I tagged along and then the kid down the street ended up getting a PlayStation and he ended up getting Resident Evil. We rented Resident Evil from Blockbuster and we played, we played like we had a sleep, uh, sleepover. We played all night long on that game and just, you know, getting the bejesus scared out of us, you know, playing through. And, and then, uh, you know, that's how I got to play the game. And then the girls next door believe it or not, also got a PlayStation, and I got to finish the Resident Evil 1 there. It was probably around 97 or so when I finally got to finish it. So, and that, that that was back home, so you were visiting, so yes. you had neighbors. Okay, so you had neighbors yeah. back home. Now, uh, I mean, did any parents have any idea that these were like the games? Were the older kids who were next door to you and the girls next door, or were they the same age? I mean, how how did an eight year old go into Blockbuster and rent a game without a parent saying, "What the f is this"? Uh, well, my friend's mom she uh, spoiled him. I won't mention names, but he was a spoiled little brat and got pretty much whatever he wanted. And so he picked out. He you know I, I mentioned Resident Evil. He should try this one. I was like, it's pretty cool and. He picked it up and took it to his mom, and she rented it for him. I mean, there was no, you know, it wasn't, uh, she wasn't really in the loop on the ESRB ratings or anything like that. It was just, you know, unless kid wants to rent a video game, you know, let's go take him to go rent a video game. So what was the next, like, did you play these in order? When did you get your first system that you could play in your own home? Well, uh, the Resident uh, Evil games. How long, were you, actually, how long were you dependent on the kindness of strangers? <laughs> Uh, just for the first one, because after that, uh, I found out that Blockbuster actually rented the consoles in addition to the games. So I just went ahead and rented the uh, PlayStation, the first one, and then rented Resident Evil 2 when it came out. And I just, you know, rented the console for a week and played through the game, and, you know, that was that. And how long, like, so when did number two come out? How old are you? Like, is that a two-year window, three-year window later? Uh, I want to say it came out in 98, 97, 98. And, you know, I, <laughs> funny story about those girls. I took the, uh, the comp, the, the rented PlayStation, I took it over to their house. And there's this uh, interrogate, you, you uh, fight your way through the, uh, the police station, the Raccoon City police station. And there's this one sequence where you have to go in this interrogation room with that two-way glass, or the sorry, the one-way glass. You you know, yeah. You go in, you grab the object out of the the key out of the room, and you walk back out. And this this liquor comes crashing through that glass, but it's really quiet in that room. You don't know what's coming. So I told the girls like, "Hey, just go grab that object and come back out. I'm just going to go to the bathroom real quick." Well, she runs in, grabs it. And I'm standing behind the door. Uh, waiting for them to waiting for that uh, moment to happen. That crash comes through. 
this loud bang goes off and they scream. And then her mom comes running down the hall trying to find out what the scream was about. So yeah. that was And that's that the last the time you yeah. saw those girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that wasn't the last time I saw them, but yeah, it was uh And they grew up to be the Olsen good. twins, right? <laughs> Funny enough, they were twins that I used to make fun of them back in elementary school, calling them the Olsen twins. Oh, wow. <laughs> See? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, was one prettier than the other? Yes, actually. Of course. <laughs> and you went out with her sister. <laughs> <laughs> you take whatever you can get. Right. <laughs> um, Did we mention that uh, in Japan it's known as biohazard? It's not Resident Evil. So we're, oh. yeah, in, so that's. Little nugget yes. of knowledge for those folks out there who don't know everything about Resident Evil. Such as me, I didn't. I, I like they have editions called that. Biohazard, but I didn't know it was an homage to the first ones coming out there called Resident. Evil. So, so the so what, is Capcom a Japanese company? Were they developed in Japan? Yes. Yeah, Capcom yes. developed. Um, you know, they developed a lot of games for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and then um, yeah, eventually they when the Sony PlayStation came out, they sort of branched out because of the technical capabilities on the playstation versus like the nintendo like we previously mentioned so when when did the movies come into play when uh, when's around f- 2001 2002 was when the first one came out the first live action one uh, oh, there, um, there was pre there was animated ones before or just no, not before they okay. came out after the um the live actions did so 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 by the first time by the First time in two thousand one, the first movie comes out. Uh, what game? What what number game are they on at that point? Let's see, four came out in two thousand four, I think. Uh, so that would be Resident Evil Code Veronica, I think, which yeah. was the uh, tech. It was technically took place after Resident Evil three. And Code Veronica, I believe, was released on Sega Saturn uh, originally, Sega. and then they re-released it and added um, some new functionality and some new uh, cutscenes to a PlayStation 2 version of it, and eventually Xbox 360. Yeah, it was actually a Dreamcast game. A Dreamcast, okay. That's a, yeah. Don't worry, I didn't know that either. Yeah. So yeah, dream, Saturn or Dreamcast? I couldn't remember which one it was, but okay, Dreamcast. Uh, so, so it goes Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, and then it goes to... Uh, Code Veronica. Code Veronica. Was there something called, you know, of Resident Evil Survivor between Nemesis, Resident Evil 3, and Code Veronica? Uh, yeah, that's not really a uh, like a chronological canon game. That was more of a like a spinoff game. Uh, I want to say it was an on rails like shooter where it's your first person. You have a, like a like those light guns uh, and you just aim it at the screen and start shooting. So, so four, well, you know, and jumping kind of all over the place here, uh, is four your favorite? Uh, it was for a while, um, because it still maintained a horror aspect to it, but then, uh, you know, it was also action-oriented. So for a while, I was playing four uh, when it first came out, because by Resident Evil Code Veronica, was, the franchise is getting kind of boring. You know, we've already seen all the, seen everything we were, we were going to see. So what what year is Veronica coming out? And is, and did the movies have anything to do with the games? Did they follow any of the storylines? Nope, none no. of the storylines. Uh, very loose, you know. Wesker's the bad guy in the movies as well, but you know that's very loose at best. As far as the storyline, the second movie took place in Raccoon City, which the second game took also takes place in Raccoon City. You know, short of that, there's really no parallels between them. A couple of characters made the jump to the film: Leon, Barry, Wesker, and 
The, I can't think of oh Chris and Claire. And that actually might have been a better move for the film franchise not to be so faithful to the games because a lot of times when you try to do a one-to-one adaptation for especially for video games, it doesn't translate well because a what you've experienced as a gamer in a game usually takes hours and hours to unfold and you're you're so intimately knowledgeable of of that story that by the time you, you know, translate that to a movie for a mass audience, it would get watered down. Um, you know, a lot of key points could get overlooked. So it's almost like it's better to just sort of take the, just the the high level uh, elements of the Resident Evil universe and just kind of spin it off. Kind of like what Trek does now with you know the the Star Trek movies. You know, they 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 have the Star Trek Prime universe and then they have that alternate universe. So you have the Prime, you have the same kind of characters, but they're not redoing the old stories they're just sort of spinning off into their new adventures so that and and it obviously it worked out for the filmmakers because they made multiple sequels to uh millions of dollars uh gross yeah i mean do you like yeah, do you like the movies, movies? I mean. six movies i i see seven is that because the seventh one is coming out or is that because oh did i miscount i thought there was only six well well you know it's, it's funny Resident evil apocalypse afterlife retribution is there something Damnation? I the fifth one. Is, is there one? Damnation is a CGI movie. It's uh, actually tied uh, into the game. Oh. It's not a live action version. Okay, so is Damnation, which which version is Damnation tied into? Uh, it ties into the video games. It actually takes place between four and five. Oh, interesting. So who's who's the protagonist in that? Uh, Leon, I believe. Nice. Cause, okay, because Leon isn't in five. No, but he's in four. He's in four and six. Yeah, not to spoil the end of the movie, but there is an appearance from Tricel uh, at some point in the film, which, of course, is the, the antagonist in Resident Evil 5. So it kind of, you know, introduces them briefly. Okay, well, I, I want I want to get into the bad guys in a minute. But so the film, the films or the games, are, do you love the films or the games as much? I like the games more. Um, the films are, you know, mindless fun. Uh, if you got nothing better to do to spend your time, then you know they're they're fun to watch. But you know the games I thought were you know higher quality and you know just more fun. I kind of I grew up with the games. Well, well like like, like Joe so said, it's like you can't get, when you play a game, even if you can, even if you're a loser who can beat Resident Evil from start to finish without getting a scratch on it, it's still taking three plus four plus hours. Where movies in ninety minutes. Now it's funny that you say that about the movies because. I know that all the movies have just Joe said it have made bank. I mean, they just you know they're 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 coming in at like you know two hundred. They're pulling in between like you know worldwide one hundred and fifty, two hundred you know million dollars. That's not a bad thing for these you know basically B horror movies. But they all get like a thirty percent. Like I think the highest rating on Rotten Tomatoes or a, of a uh, Resident Evil film is thirty five on Rotten Tomatoes, but they're not making them for critics. Exactly. I mean, you know, critics judge movies differently than the audience does. Um, always have, and probably always will. Uh, you know, critics are stuck in their, ooh, how you know how much artistic value does this movie have? And it's like, well, none. It's not designed for that. It's designed to be entertaining. You know, it's so. Don't listen to critics. If you want to be entertained, watch the movies. And, and they're but, just straight up horror, or the suspense, you, you know, or, or overall, or just each one more suspenseful, one more horror. Are they gore? Are they story driven? No, they're mostly they're 
little bit of everything. There are action, horror, gore. You know, there's decapitations. There's ugly looking zombies. There's you know, one film had Nazi zombies. I mean, it's it's all over the place. Um, but you know, I enjoyed them. You know, I like campy horror movies. I like B horror movies. It's 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 just good fun. I mean, I had a great time watching. I saw every one of them in theaters, except for the last one. I didn't get to see the last one. I got a kid now, so he kind of dictates my uh, my going out schedule. But they all have but, one. Uh, they all have one common thread. Mila Jovovich. Is she in every movie? Oh, yeah. Yes. And, and what's her it's character? the director's wife. Oh. <laughs> it's good to know people. Casting couch. So, so you liked all the movies. Okay, off the top of your head, do you know how many Resident Evil games there are? Not like director's cut or extra golden editions, but like different standalone titles. Do you know? It's 2000, you know, it's like over the last... 20, like, 24, 20... 23, 24. And the first one came out in 96? Yes. So that's more than a game a year. I mean, I can do the quick run. Yeah, if, yeah, if you're not counting the uh, like the remakes, the um, or if you're counting the remakes, there's about 26. Uh, if, you're, if you're counting just like the numerical, the timeline, there's probably about 10, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's, just uh, looking online, it's Resident Evil 2. Wait, well, Joe's going to read down. Tell us which games you've played and if you've beat them. All right, I'll just start at the top. Resident Evil. Yes, beat it. I'll go to Resident Evil 2. Yep, done it. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Yes. Uh, we talked about Resident Evil Survivor, but that's kind of a spinoff. Um, have you played it, though? Uh, no, I never got to play that one. Yeah. The uh, and it's kind of hard now because light shooter games you can't play without an old TV because then they don't work on H the gun doesn't work on HD TVs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know you had to basically either be in my basement or live in the year two thousand. <laughs> the year two thousand. Um, Resident Evil Code Veronica. Yes, I finished that one. Uh, Resident Evil Gaiden. Uh, no, I never played that one. I believe that was a Game Boy game. Yeah, that sounds uh, like for the original Game Boy. Yeah. Resident Evil Survivor 2, Code Veronica. Um, I guess. Uh, no, also on Rail Shooter. Yeah. Then we go to Resident Evil Zero. Yep, GameCube. Uh, that was an awesome game. Changed Wait. a lot of the mechanics. It introduced um, basically single-player co-op, uh, if that's a phrase. It basically uh, allows two protagonists at the same time that you switch between at the touch of a button. Right. Uh and so that was that was a unique experience. Yeah, it's kind of like um, the reminds me of Castlevania Three for the Nintendo, the old Nintendo. You could once you could obtain a character, you could press a button and then switch between the main protagonist and then your helper. Uh, yeah, that would just like you know that would Castlevania. You would swap characters, and this one you'd have to. Some of the puzzles were designed to where you have to leave a character, you know, in, in this place, and then switch characters and then run off to the other end of the map. They kind of do that in, like, Lego Batman kind right, of games, right. right? Yes, yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, then we go to Dead Aim in 2003. Uh, I want to say that one, I didn't play that one either, but I think that was also an Unreal shooter. Uh, we have Outbreak also 2003. Outbreak was unique. It was. It told various stories about um, different, uh, uh, basically, B-level characters and people who weren't actually in the main games. They were like citizens of Raccoon City when the outbreak broke out. Um, I've played it briefly, but I found it really difficult to control, so I kind of turned it off rather quickly, but I did try to play it. All right. And then uh, recent Resident Evil five, uh, 4, rather, uh, which uh, it also, that was the first Resident Evil game for the Wii. 
um, which no, it was actually on GameCube. But, right. Oh yes. No, but but it, as far as far as the Wii lineage goes, I think this was the first they ported it to the Wii, and I think yes. they updated it, you know, to um, use the Wii remote as sort of a gun option. I think if I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering it, but it was I remember the Wii version kind of being a, a tad different than the GameCube version. Yes, uh, it was well, it was easier because you had the Wii remote to aim on screen. Uh, versus the uh, joysticks, and then of course Leon. And the, they designed the GameCube one to where his gun was never; it was always moving. Yeah. Uh, as he as he pointed it, whereas the Wii Wii game, you you control it with your own with the Wii remote, so it made the game a lot easier to play. Yes, it had the uh, all the updates from the PlayStation Two version, and had better graphics. Basically, GameCube's graphics with PlayStation 2's add-ons. Yeah, so that, that might was have, the Wii version. The Wii, the Wii version probably. You think that would be the definitive version of the Wii of Resident Evil Four? Yes, because uh, the first version of the PC one was actually the worst version, despite <laughs> PC having the better hardware at the time. It was just a terrible port. Yeah. Um, so at the time, the Wii was the definitive version. Right now, uh, they re-released it on Xbox. 360 for sure, maybe also on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Yeah, I, I, pl- I played it on PlayStation 4. Like, really quickly, <laughs> out of the games, as, as you go down the list, let us know what format you beat it on. So, so like, with 4, yeah. did you beat it on a PC? Did you beat it on a... I beat it, uh, for Resident Evil 4, I beat it on GameCube, PlayStation 2, uh, Wii, and Xbox 360. I never played it on PC, but I did see a lot of the reviews on it and just never picked it up. And just as a side note, I have all three versions. Do you really? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I've, I don't think I've... Am I being nerd-shaped? <laughs> <laughs> but, I've never, but I've never beaten any of them, so, you know, I suck. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll play them after, and I can walk you through them. Oh, thanks. Uh, you, you know, that, that was... Yeah, I just... Because they just about a year ago re-released it on the PS4, mm. so I, you know, I've just started playing that like a little while ago. Because Chris was like, "This is great." That you said it was your favorite storyline. Uh, yeah, it had a great storyline to it. Great storyline, well paced, and you know the the size of the game was huge in comparison to like Resident Evil Five. Whereas Resident Evil Five, you can beat in under an hour if you really try. Resident Evil Four will literally take you. A good four to five hours. And well, that's well, speed running. Well, well, that's me speed running. Well, Resident Evil 5, you can beat in an hour, but you have to be playing like unlimited ammo and carrying a rocket launcher. And you can just blast your way through everything. I, I don't think I've done a speed run on that, but guess what I'm doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, before Resident Evil 5 was released, we had um, Resident Evil The Umbrella Chronicles in 2007. Again, it was also an on-rail shooter. Uh, it was released on the Wii, and I did finish it. It... Um, it took the highlights of the first game, it turned it into an on-rail shooter with Chris and Jill, and you basically just blast your way through the mansion and all the way up to the, the first tyrant. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially, you had a four-year span between Resident Evil 4 and the true sequel, Resident Evil 5, which Jacques knows nothing about, so we'll move on. <laughs> so, Resident Evil 5, which formats have you beat that on? Uh, all of them. <laughs> I mean, all of them. When you say all of them, you're saying the PlayStation, uh, the Wii, PC. It was never released on Wii. It was never released. Well, because the, the, the Wii had died. It. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. Xbox 360? Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, PC, what Xbox a- One. 
Yeah. Well, actually, I haven't played it on PS4, so not all of them. What is the yeah. uh, what is what is a win system in a X, uh, Windows? Oh, window. Okay. And Xbone is uh, the Xbox One. Okay. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously, I, I didn't. So right. now, now, while we're talking about five, is that the first one that had the and. and I'm not a PC guy, but I remember it was a few years ago that Chris let me know, and I and I I saw screenshots. I I saw the 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 screen grabs of it, but I've never played it. Where you can do the hack, where you can play the female characters nude. Was it the first one? I'm asking. I don't know. Was that? No, you... it was not the first one. Okay, so so how you know was that four? You could run around as uh, Rebecca or something like that after you rescue her. Oh, uh, uh, Ashley, you mean? Ashley, thank you, thank you. Well, you can do it in. You can actually those new uh, patches go all the way back to the original PlayStation version. That's not uh, sad at all. It's really not sad that, no, that people spend no, that much uh, time. If you could patch uh, it, we're going to address it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Resident Evil One was released on PC at some point, and on that version, you could actually apply the nude skins uh, to that one, and it go you know from there on. Every Resident Evil that had a female character, you could play him as nude. Fantastic. Okay, so after five comes out, what? Then we have, um, well, the Dark Side Chronicles, which I guess uh, was a side thing. Yeah, it's another on-rail shooter based around Resident Evil 2. And then we have to wait all the way until 2011 for uh, Mercenaries Versus and Mercenaries 3D. Uh, originally released on the 3DS, but I never got to play them. Um, I believe it was just a... Uh, the Mercenaries add-on game from like Resident Evil Five Gold Edition. That was like the downloadable into... content that we that I've I've mastered so such a sad level. Is that what that is? Uh, yeah, it was released on 3DS uh, to to take advantage of that 3D the glasses-free 3D screen, and that's basically all it was. It was just taking all the Mercenaries characters, mashing them into a cartridge, and making it so it's portable. Yeah, and according to Wikipedia, because I don't know this, Mercenaries Versus was the first. Resident Evil multiplayer for iOS. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know it was on iOS. I thought that was a... Huh. Yeah, they had Versus. I guess you had Versus and 3D maybe have been released simultaneously. I remember them both coming out. I just didn't... uh, I didn't realize Versus was an iOS version. Yeah, according according to my sources, that's what... (laughs) If if one thing we know about the internet, it has to be true if it's on the internet. Right. I I read that. (laughs) <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> then so, um, coming down to the wire, so we have Revelations in 2012. Awesome game. Yeah, I've, I've played and finished that one. That's also a 3DS game. Yeah, originally, yes. Yeah, so it was eventually ported to Xbox 360. And then uh, Operation Raccoon City. Horrible game. Yeah. Don't even waste your time. No, because I because because that's like after like I jumped on at five. That's when I got on. Uh, it was the first game like that I played, and then I remember that came out, and I asked Chris, and he's like, "No, don't even bother." Like I, I think I bought it, threw it in, and I'm like, "I don't think I like this." And I called you, and you're like, "Yeah, just get rid of it." And then of course RE six. Uh, had potential. Uh, I finished that one on. Let's see, what do I have? Xbox three sixty. And PlayStation Three, I finished it on both consoles. But that never played the PC version. The interesting, well, I don't know if it's the is it the interesting thing or the pain in the ass thing about that one? To truly beat the game, you have to play it start to finish seven times. You know, on that one, it was great because it kind of made a callback to Resident Evil Two, where you have multiple scenarios like that, 
and they kind of intertwine with each other. That actually started in Resident Evil 2 with the, the intertwining storyline. The two protagonists in, in Resident Evil 2, you have you know Leon A and Claire B, or Claire A and Leon B. Uh, depending on which which character you select first, would unlock the other character's alternate scenario, and then they would you know intertwine together throughout the game. So six was cool in that sense that it made that, that little callback, but you well, know it, it was still. But when I say when I say to beat it though, there was th- there was four different storylines. Three of the storylines had two characters, and to get. You know, like we talked about, like puzzle pieces or different weapons and stuff like that. You had to play, you know, the 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 Jake, you know, the Jake storyline the whole way through as Jake, and then you had to go back and play the exact same storyline, but play it as um, oh Sherry, Sherry. And, and you know, it's like there, there's there's those places where you know Jake has to throw Sherry up onto a ledge, and then she goes one way, you go the other, and then you meet up. You know, you know, a few minutes later, and you have to, if you're going to completely complete the game, you have to do that, and then you have to play the Ava storyline later. So, have you beat all seven stories on all the different platforms? Uh, I beat it all on 360, and I don't think I ever finished all seven on the um, PlayStation Three. And you think you're going to get anywhere in life with that attitude? (laughs) Quitter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, PlayStation 3 just sucks in general, so I probably won't ever turn it back on. Fail. Uh, Although, my PlayStation 3 did fail, and I had to get another one. (laughs) Because I made him get another one. We'll we'll get back to that. (laughs) Resident Evil Revelations 2 came out in 2015. Great game, too. Uh, Featured a character that hadn't been seen in a long time, Barry Burton, from the original Resident Evil game. And then also Claire Redfield, who had been absent for quite a while. Beat that one on Xbox 360. Uh, Both uh, storylines, Claire's and Barry's. Um, But yeah, I had a great time with that one, too. And I'm looking at the platforms that this was released on. You had PS3 and 4, PlayStation Vita, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. And this surprised me, Nintendo Switch. Wow, that that short-lived. No, that that's no, what's out now. Out that's now, what's right. out now. The okay. new Switch, uh, yeah, the console. So it was released, or it's being released. Aha! It is being yeah, released November yeah. November twenty eighth for the Switch. And that's what's funny about the Switch is that they're you know they're trying to rope in more mature gamers, so it's not just considered like a, uh, a kitty console that can be portable or whatever. You know, they're bringing in like Doom, Wolfenstein. And now Resident Evil, you know, they're trying to really, like, say, hey, no, this is really, you know, if you want to be an adult, a grown-up, the Switch is for you. Because with the Switch, all the advertisements so far that I've seen is, like, the boys want it because for Splatoon. Exactly. like that. Right. So you have those fun games, but then it's great to see that they also have, like, you know, um, games like, and this is a game that, you know, came out a couple of years ago. So the fact that they're making the effort to port, you know, maybe it'll be futile. Or I mean, it looks like the Switch looks capable, so maybe it'll be, uh, you know, a good port. But we'll wait and see. And then in 2016, you have Umbrella Core. Horrible game as well. I mean, it, that was a multi- massive multiplayer online game for, and I just I never I don't like multiplayer games. I don't like people. Me too. Online with people, so. If I could high five you through this microphone, <laughs> see, and and that's that's what I like about five. I mean, that's why when I like honestly, almost on a daily thing, if I've got ten fifteen minutes to kill and I'm sitting at home, I'll just have like Resident Evil five on in the office in the background. And if somebody jumps on to do the mission versus, which by the way, the only reason I know Barry is because he's one of the characters in. But but that's what I like about it. You know, I I like because the one of the problems going back with five that everybody complained about was that the AI 
always got killed. Like if you if you had just played the game for the first time and you had it set on normal and you do the whole game and let's say you die 15 times, 14 times you die, it's because the AI character follows you too close and is getting blown up or killed and you can't do anything about it. And that was the one of the complaints people had with 5. And then they overcompensated with Resident Evil 6 where the AI couldn't die. Like, like they, they just, no matter what happened, they... They were like a non-playable character that just sort of, you know... Right, so so if one person had a, like, you know, if, if you had to swim across something to open a gate for that person to go through, the AI, no matter how many zombies or creatures or whatever attacked it, it would survive you know, unharmed and get to you. So they overcompensate. Am Why I right? wouldn't you just send him first? Right. <laughs> but am I right, Chris? Is that, is it, wasn't that one of the big uh, knocks on five is that the AI was uh, awful? Uh, yeah, that was one of the, the problems with Resident Evil 5, but uh, there are many, many problems with Resident Evil 5. No, there's not. Fake news. Hashtag <laughs> fake news. So from my limited understanding of the Resident Evil universe, I mean, RE5 was, it was kind of, sort of like, Star Trek the series was more story driven, and Star Trek the movies are more action. Blow up, yeah. This is sort of the kind of the same thing where RE Five was like a little bit, maybe more of a watered down version of Resident Evil, and more palatable to like the masses. I guess is that fair to say, or is it just sort of like a a, a stark departure from the original series that kind of you know held on to some threads of the original series, but maybe took some liberties with the story it, itself. Yeah, it just went in a completely different direction. Uh, it went completely action-oriented, uh, which didn't make sense as why you couldn't run and gun either. I mean, that's like one of the, the things that they took from the originals was you can't walk and hold your gun up and shoot at the same time. You know, if you're going to go all action, go all action. But, you know, they tried to hold on to some aspects of horror, and they just, you know, it was just a complete fumble. And that's why Jacques yeah, loves it so much. Yeah. No, there's a there's a, the first time you play it. There's a couple jump scare type things, but yeah, it's 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 not. It, it's more action than that. And six, well, six six was six kind of tried to get back to the horror element a bit, didn't it? They tried to cater to everyone. S- some people like the action orientation of five, and that's what Chris's storyline in six is about. And a lot of people wanted it to go back to the horror aspect, which is what uh, Leon's campaign was about. And then somewhere in the, you know, and then, you know, Resident Evil 3 was a type of horror of being chased by the nemesis. And so that's what Jake Mueller was about. People liked the, the chasing, the being scared by being chased. Right. And that's what Jake's story with line was about. But wait, so, how long has you know, Jake been around? Trying to cater to everybody. So, so Jake, was Jake first introduced in 6? Yes. Okay. And then, of course, now we wrap up with the more, most recent release, uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Uh, which Jacques uh, described to me as effing scary. That's because he's a pussy. Damn, no, hey, hey, you are what you eat, a. Uh, but uh, but but guilty on all accounts. I threw myself in. But come on, you get you can't tell me that there aren't some absolute like you know shit dropping things like the like the first time that you know. Um, well, I don't know if it's scary, but at the very beginning of the game, when you have to uh, fight Mia with the with the chainsaw like coming out of the wall, when you don't know somebody, when you're walking around a room, you know, picking up items, the last thing you expect is your strange girlfriend to literally be busting through the ceiling with a chainsaw, screaming, coming at you. Oh yeah, no, th- there's definitely some some scares in Resident Evil Seven, which is, you know, probably the best aspect of it. I mean, it brought the entire series back to the horror genre, where you know where it originated, where it belongs. 
and it was Resident Evil Seven is probably my favorite one now. It's got its moments to really, uh, you know, shake you up a bit. When when I can get all the equipment that I need, that that I, I you know I can go out and get it. I just don't know what to get. I wanna the you know my little guys want to do a uh, let's play game channel, and the little guy who's now seven, he has beaten six from start to finish, and I, I'll I'll put it up on um, on our social media. His birthday cake last May when he t- went from six to seven was a screen grab of Mia like holding the chainsaw. You know, when she's zombie Mia, bleeding out of the eye, screaming. And that's what he wanted. And, like, you know, management and I, when we got the cake, we're like, oh, my God, it's so cool that he wants it. But then we're like, yeah, I wonder if the other six- and five-year-olds and seven-year-olds at this party's parents are ever going to let him have a play date with him again. But... Seriously, he's beaten the game from start to finish, and I think it would be a great YouTube channel. Here's some seven-year-old, you know, taking you through that because it is. It's, I mean, it's a pretty like the first time, or, or where would you rank the moment when you're in that room with the cage when um when the brother uh what's his name what's his name what's the brother from seven? Um, oh shoot. He's a, he's a real psychopath. He's not infected, um, and you have to get the uh, you have to get out of the room before he blows yeah, he, it up. He's infected. He gets his hand chopped off at the beginning. Well, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. But but you know uh, he is infected by uh, it. But what is this name? but at the same time, as you read, he had been killing people and torturing people years before, even as a kid. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, he locked that one kid in the attic, you know, when he was like 11 or 12. And yeah, he was affected where he had that power, but he wasn't infected where that's why he was doing things. He was doing things anyways. He, uh, But when the clown, when you have to get out of the room and you have to have the clown, you know, um, take the quill pen and uh, write loser in your arm, when that clown grabs you, yes or no, the first time you crapped your pants. <laughs> His name is Jack. Oh, no, 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 Jack's the... Yeah, Jack's the dad. According to the Wikipedia entry, Jack is the uh, Jack's dad. Lucas is Lucas. Lucas is the brother. But but when Lucas locks you in that room and you have to go and get the items to make that mechanical clown work, when the mechanical clown grabs your hand, yes or no, Chris, you crapped your pants. (laughs) I didn't quite crap my pants, but I did jump. It scared the shit out of me. But yeah, it was it was pretty scary to see. To go through that. Do we want to cross-promote our clown sideshow? <laughs> yes, we did a clown sideshow a little while ago. But uh, And now 7 kind of went back to that was a one-player game where 5 and 6 were two-player games. You could play online with both protagonists at once, correct? Uh, yes. And then, yeah, well, in 6, you could actually play with up to 7 people, I think. Because every every playable character you can all play at once. Can you really? That's I didn't I did yeah, not know so, that. You don't yeah. have seven friends. You know the the uh, guilty <laughs> that cross joint where Leon, Jake, Ashley, and our Sherry and uh, Helena. They're in that junkyard fighting. fighting that yeah that big tyrant thing, that tank thing. Right, right. There's enough people online. All four all four characters can be controlled by humans. That's, players. that's pretty cool. That is pretty. Okay, so seven uh, w- might be your favorite, and then what's come after seven? Uh, a Resident Evil Two remake. Yeah, it's coming up, uh, right? Because Resident Evil uh, Two was regarded as the best one in the original set of Resident Evil One, Two, Three, Code Veronica. Resident Evil Two was regarded as the best one, so Capcom is remaking that from the ground up. So, so give give me and I and I always say this it's cheesy, but give me your Mount Rushmore of the games, your four favorite Resident Evil games. 
four favorite. Uh, I would say seven, two, four, and Code Veronica. Mm, that one was good. Uh, I mean, I had the graphics, but it, I don't know. I would say the first one, the the remake of the first one, the the GameCube remake of Resident Evil One has to be up there because that was a far better game than the original, but kept you know it was just an awesome game. So I bought a game on the PS4 a little while ago. And it was, uh, like, Rebecca was the main character, and it seemed very tank-oriented. What game was that? I mean, it just, they just re-released it, like, six months ago. And it was, I don't know if that was, a, I'll have to look, I don't know if that was a new game, or, you know, or if it was a re-release, like, downloaded thing, but... Um, I did not enjoy it. I did not enjoy the tank controlling because I, you know, I had jumped on board with five where it was, you know, 360. It was easy to run. You know, it was easy to drop things. It was easy to reload guns. I mean, I really, when I went back and played four on your request, I really, I did. The storyline was great, but the pain in the butt was switching weapons and loading weapons in the limited amount of stuff that you could carry. Rebecca is uh, the protagonist in Resident Evil Zero. Okay, so that's what it is. So they re-released Resident Evil Zero. They made a download of it on the on the PlayStation, and maybe they did it. Oh, with other they games. also did the remake of Resident Evil One too. So yeah, excuse me. The first Resident Evil, the remake of that one, was also remastered in HD and released on the game. Me, it was released on, on at least Xbox 360, and I want to also say PS4 and Xbox One. And so. Um, which which one of the games has like the best downloadable content? Because one of the things that I loved about Five is the a couple times you, you cross paths with like Josh, you know, just for a little bit, but you don't see his storyline, and then all of a sudden he shows up at the end. And the same thing, um, you know, the storyline where you know where you lose Jill, where Chris loses Jill and Wesker, and he thinks they're both dead, and it shows what happened after that type thing. W- when did they start doing? that downloadable content to show other aspects of the same story in real time? Uh, as a downloadable content, they did it in, um, I think 5 was the first one to do that. Uh, as far as for showing, like, you know, when one character went this way, the other character went that way, they started doing that in Resident Evil 2. Uh, as I mentioned before, there's a Leon A and a, and a Claire B. If you played Leon A, you go, you know, this route, and then it's like, well, what happened to Claire? How'd she end up you know, at the police station as well, and where you play Claire B, and you find out how she got to where she's at, and how you meet up at the you know the very end of the game. Of course, they both survive. And so, uh, Re- but it's like, how did they get there? And so, you get to play as both. Resident Evil Two that's coming out is it says a remake, but is it a complete remake or a reimagined story? Uh, I, would, I can't imagine they're going to change the story because that was also the most popular story at the time. It's probably going to. I think it's going to be a remake more along the lines of the. Uh, the Resident Evil 1 remake, instead of just like a complete remaster, they built the Resident Evil 1 from the ground up for GameCube, and it turned a lot of heads at the time. Like, uh, the only problem was GameCube wasn't a very popular console, so not everyone got to play it. And so, you know, 10 years later or so, Capcom re-released it for Xbox 360 and Xbox One, and then everyone gets to play it. Uh, what are your favorite characters in the game? Uh, in the game? Give me your four favorites. Uh, all right, uh, Albert Wesker. Really interesting. I'm I'm quite surprised you picked that name. <laughs> well, no, not for personal reasons. I mean, he's just he was the antagonist for like 15, 20 years. I mean, I was play. I said I grew up with these games, so I was chasing him for twenty years. Is Wesker like the Vader of the series? Kind of. 
he no, because he because Vader was once a good guy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know, okay. Wesker's always been a dick, just a bad guy. Yeah, but a really, a... really good bad guy. I mean, a really good bad guy. Yeah, you know, I, I think they wasted his death in Resident Evil Five, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, second character, I got to go with Leon. He was awesome in Resident Evil Two. Every adventure he's had, he's been awesome. He's uh, great in four. I, I mean, I, well, I like I like him in six, and I love him in four. Yeah, uh, so I got to pick him. Does um, he ever get to go out with Hannigan, or is that just an ongoing, never happening thing? I believe it's an ongoing, never happening thing. Although they do mention in one of the movies that him and Ada get together. Well, yeah, that that was that was you know obvious that. Um, you know, in four, you know, that, that was one of the fun things about four is kind of like six where you get to play Ada and you go through the same story and kind of see basically how many times she saved Leon's ass in four. There's like four or five times when Leon is like, you know, dead to rights and all of a sudden, you know, a chandelier falls and hits the person who was about to kill him. And then when you play Ada, you see that, you know. 300 yards away from a bell tower, she had, like, shot out, like, the cable holding it up or something like that. So, yeah, she definitely has a thing for him. Oh, yeah. oh she's been saving his ass since Resident Evil 2. <laughs> okay, so you got Wesker. Where, uh, she debuted. <laughs> you got Wesker, you got Leon. Who else you got? Well, I'm going to say Ada, because she's, she's been around, too. Um, she's been around since Resident Evil 2, and she's just, you kind of never really know where her alliances are. Makes her a fun character to have around. And I'll say Sherry. I like Sherry a lot, too. Um, she's also a veteran, been around since Resident Evil 2. And, you know, I, I'm kind of curious as to what they're going to do with her next. So I'll say Sherry. Yeah, I, 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 if, if I wasn't going Sherry, I'd have the same list, except I, I, I liked, I don't know why I like Jake Mueller a lot. But, uh, but I, did, I did like Sherry. I like, you know, uh, that scene where, like, you know, she has, like, a big piece of shrapnel in her back and tells, like, you know, Jake to pull it out. is like, And then he's just, like, you know, just stunned that, that uh, it heals itself, you know, like that Wolverine power that she has. Yeah, she's got, she debuts in, like I said, Resident Evil 2, and she's got an interesting, that, that whole storyline was really good. We'll get into it now, but, yeah, she's, yeah, it's just awesome. So, so we we got your favorite characters. We got um, what else have we? Left? Oh, okay. If you were going to Comic Con, who, who who would you like to see cosplay the most? Who would I like to see cosplay? Yeah, Jill. <laughs> not not Ava. Uh, nah, not Ava. I say Jill. Oh, see, you just don't like Asians. <laughs> <laughs> you racist. Anyway, uh, if there's one thing I can tell you about the Carnival Personnel Podcast, we don't tolerate any sort of racism, um, misogyny whatsoever, unless I'm saying it. And even then. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and we, we should probably talk briefly about like the actual bad entity in the, the yeah, uh, yeah. Resident Evil series. The Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, is that is that the overarching bad guy? Because I rem- at one point, you know, I because I, I, I haven't been in it forever. I know the BSAA is what is has the BSAA always been around. I know it started with Raccoon no. Police. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, Umbrella Corporation. They were the um, original, uh, you know, people who developed the vi- the first version of the virus, and. You know, they dis- were dismantled by Resident Evil 4. Uh, if you play through that game, they have a the intro of that talks about how the government shut them down. Uh, in Resident Evil 6, they're somewhat resurrected as the uh, Neo Umbrella. 
but yeah, that uh, for a while they were the uh, primary antagonists uh, from Resident Evil One all the way through Code Veronica. In 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 uh, who who created Wesker? What was the uh, name of that family? The Wesker children. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Spencer, the the original. Uh, the Spencer family, because that was the Spencer estate that they had to go to, correct? Uh, yes, uh, Oswald Spencer was the uh, head honcho of, of Umbrella, and he actually made his, makes his debut in Resident Evil Five. He uh, he was the primary um, person behind Umbrella. You see, the guy uh, Wesker in the... was a head researcher. But Wesker doesn't know until that scene, that cut scene, where he like pulls the guy's heart out, and, and that's when he tells him he was created. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, that he was manufactured. He was manufactured. Um, and who was that dude in the wheelchair? Oswald Lee Spencer. That was Oswald. Okay, so he was like he was the president of Umbrella. And, and Wesker didn't know until that point that he was manufactured? Correct. Um, but in the original storyline, Wesker is actually... A uh, one of the lead scientists of Umbrella, the, uh, researching the virus, and as well as a, the second Resident Evil Two antagonist, William Birkin, was also a, a researcher of Umbrella. And that's Sherry's father. Uh, Sherry's father, yes. And uh, and who is Tricell? Tricell um, was basically the knockoff of Umbrella. They were a pharmaceutical company who were trying to. Research, I believe it was a version of Las Plagas, which they renamed to Ouroboros. Uh, and they were, you know, just a big pharma over in Africa doing, uh, doing test- illegal testing. I have a one little tidbit about the Umbrella Corporation that made news th- earlier this year. So what was probably most notable to, like, even the most passive Resident Evil player is the, the icon used by the Umbrella Corporation, the logo, that sort of Red Cross... Uh, octagonal-looking, the red and white yeah. uh, octagon. Umbrella. Yeah, the um, right, the, exactly. It's an umbrella from the top down. So um, there was a a uh, skin center in Vietnam called Medcare. They apparently co-opted the umbrella logo as their logo and <laughs> and opened. Uh, you know, they 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 advertised their web page, and I'll show it to Jacques now. It's uh, it's kind of just kind of creepy. It's called the Medcare Skin center in in ho chi minh city in vietnam and they just you know as their logo it's the umbrella corporation logo wow yeah wow a buyer beware (laughs) anybody thinking about going and getting skin treatment in uh vietnam i would strongly suggest staying away from anybody who has the umbrella logo yeah (laughs) no it's interesting no but uh you know one of the questions that i had in seven at the very end of the game, when Chris comes down after um, Ethan, you know, shoots Ada, Ada, you know, mutant monster, Ada creature, uh, he comes out of an umbrella helicopter. Am I correct, Chris? Uh, yeah, um, I believe that it there was an umbrella branded in a helicopter, but they haven't really elaborated yet on what that means. Well, so I'll ask you, um, what's the right way to ask this? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, no one really knows. To be honest, um, I don't. Uh, I don't really know what that was about. Um, some say that you know the early rumors were speculating that it was a character named Hunk who came down, who's posing as Chris Redfield. Um, well, he did but, look. Uh, he looked a little different than Chris, but it definitely looked enough like Chris to pass as Chris. So, so that that's been one of those big things because 
it's been six months delayed. The the not uh, not a hero downloadable content that hasn't come out yet. That's the Chris playthrough, and I guess it's you know Chris going after Lucas. I don't know before. Um, also, what about didn't at one point Chris work for Umbrella, not knowing that it was an evil empire? Isn't that one of the stories? No, in the original story, he worked for a, uh, a special unit known as Stars. It's a kind of like the the uh, a SWAT team of the uh, Raccoon City Police Department. It's the uh, Search and Tactical and Rescue Squad, I believe, is what STARS stands for. And Wesker, at the time, was the captain of, the, of Chris's unit. And throughout the course of the first Resident Evil game, Wesker is testing the STARS team against the G-Virus, or the T-Virus. Right, so, right, right. Uh, and so he never really works for them like at all. He's just, you know basically being dragged into this so what what subject what do you think do you think that is chris do you think chris is working for umbrella do you think it's a guy hunk what who what 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 is your guess what we find out um you know i don't know there's uh i haven't seen it yet but resident Evil vendetta may be able to answer that question as to if it's really chris if it's you know how he ended up becoming part of umbrella if it is umbrella you know, for all we know, it could just be like an undercover helicopter. And wrapping it up, last yeah, that's interesting. Last questions is uh, what is your favorite movie in the Resonance series? I would say the last one, the final chapter. Um, it, it tied things up kind of nicely, and it was uh, it was I thought it was probably one of the better storylines they came out with, uh, like four and five, Resident Evil four or three and four or four and five, whatever ones they were. They were like, eh. the stories were getting a little too cheesy even for me, but but <laughs> six I think really brought it back. Would you be interested in seeing a Netflix series, like even like a short, you know, six episode Resident Evil, even live, either live action or anime uh, Resident Evil series, or would that be just kind of like too much of a good thing? Uh no, I think that if think if uh, if it's done right, it would be actually pretty cool. I I I'd definitely like to check it out. Yeah, I asked that because uh, you know. Making it about me uh, and what I like, uh, Castlevania was a is a series uh, of video games, and they recently developed a, like an eight episode series for Netflix that's animated. Oh, yeah, and it's and it's actually based on one of the uh, Castlevania games from the early Nintendo era. So, uh, and it's done really well. It's like actually like really gory and really mature oriented so yeah for for resident evil you would have to have a pg at least 13 uh, no <laughs> yeah. seriously ish yeah no would have you to could be probably go there. rated ma you know for something like resident evil you said you said it wrapped up is the are they making any more resident evil movies or did they say this is it uh they said that the number six was it although the the, end, the ending left it a little open-ended so they could technically do another one well, any but, anytime uh, a movie said, makes 200 million Anytime a movie makes two hundred million, they're not going to just end it. Now, my last question is: Where would you rank really quickly the franchise when you take into account, you know, what what did you what did you come across, Joe? Twenty four games. Oh, I didn't take account, but um, you know, it, it actually, I can. As far as the main series go, I believe that there are only like ten games in the main series, but ten successful games that they've reissued and even. 
21 years later, if they're reissuing one, if they're reissuing two. And they're remaking them. Right, if they're remaking them, that they must have done well in six successful movies. Where would that rank when you think of, like, you know, a Tomb Raider or a, um, that has so many, that has, like, four games, I think, and... A Castlevania. A Castlevania, thank you. (laughs) Uh, We we, we know, I mean, where, where do you rank it as far as that goes, as far as the overall encompassing video game slash movie franchise? Uh, Six. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really close to the top, I would say. I mean, it's got the most uh, successful live-action movie series for a video game you know, adaptation, and the, the main game series itself, I mean, it's still going to go on today. It's now, what, 20-something years old, 21 years old? Right, it's still going strong. And I mean, seven did incredibly well. There. Seven did incredibly. Yeah. Incre- it was like I don't know if it was game of the year and some things, but I mean, it did incredibly well. So you know, there's going to be an eight. I mean, I mean, they oh, easily they brought on this new character, you know, Ethan, who people. I mean, uh, you know, we we had somebody who co-hosted this a few weeks ago who did a DC Universe show who's planning on going to Comic Con as Ethan, you know, and his brother who's like six six is planning on going as Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, they're, awesome. They're great. So you know, there's going to be an eight. So, so that is. Um, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, well, Chris, what other game are you playing right now? Um, I'm, I've actually been playing the the Lord of the Rings game. The the I'm trying to finish that one up. The Shadow of Mordor, which is basically take Assassin's Creed's parkour and add in Arkham Asylum's fight system, and there you go. Hmm. That sounds really good. With Lord oh, of the dude, Rings? you won't be able to put it down. Like, you may not be a big Lord of the Rings guy. I'm not huge in Lord of the Rings. I don't know all the lore of that series, but playing this game, I'm like, yeah, I'm a fan now. It's just an awesome game. That's great. Okay. Uh, if, if... If you wanted anybody to, I mean, you're not social media at all. You're not out there tweeting about games or anything like that, are you? Oh no, fuck social media. And you don't, have, and you don't have a. Uh, he hates multiplayer online, I, let alone social media. You uh, and you don't have a let's play. You used to do let's play stuff, correct? Uh, I had a uh, YouTube channel one time because I got Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe like two weeks early. I remember and that. So I was recording myself doing all the finishing moves and posting it online. And I had to number three spot in the top YouTube channels for like two weeks. No, I, I remember that because you know yeah. um, he he had a friend who uh, would be like they they both had big screen TVs in different rooms and would play online you know together from from different rooms and stuff like that. And I remember I didn't at that point I didn't know you could do that. And I remember you was like you know because we worked together and he'd be like dragging himself in with an eye taped open because you got it two weeks early and you were the first one literally one of the first ones in the world to be posting this stuff. Yeah, and so, but since then, the company uh, who developed that game has been posting all the uh, spectacular moves in the in their trailers now. So yes. as like uh, you know, like what's the what's the comic one that just came out? Injustice Two, right? Uh, it, when they debut a new character like Red Hood, for example, they do his uh, super special move in the trailer. So you know, no more spoiling. Oh. The, uh, by the way, the, 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 you know, the moves and stuff. The red, the red hoof move is my favorite finishing move, and uh, and because the boys play that a lot. Okay, so no one will get a hold of you. Uh, Joe, you got any last parting uh, questions? You know what? I think I might crack out, uh, crack open one of my Resident Evil fours now that we're talking about it because I've always, 
like I look at these games as like I'm a gamer, but I'm like a short term gamer. Like I need something that's kind of quick. Like the, as the games get bigger and longer, I become more and more afraid of playing them for fear of losing all of my time to one particular game. Uh, and I'm also, you know, I also have ADD, so I kind of like can't stick with one game for too long. But maybe uh, I'll try to give Resident Evil 4 another crack at um, and, and see if I can complete that. Uh, so, Chris, thank you so much for jumping on. And by the way, belated happy birthday. Um, oh, thank you. And, uh, and seriously, like Joe and I are trying to do more game-oriented shows, like breaking down games, getting into the minutia of the different systems, cross-comparing things. We would like to have you back on. Um, thanks for bearing with us with the uh, technical things. And the what meantime. technical things? Uh, Don't pull back the curtain, man. <laughs> but seriously, uh, Chris, this was really great to have you on. Oh, and do not forget. <laughs>